0: Hey, come here. Come here. I want to I want to show you something. And there's <laughs> something is Sidney Crosby. But I'm like, hey, hey, come here. I want to show you something. Come on. I promise it's cool.
1: Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Goodwood Pod. I'm here with Kit and Beck, who are together in Germany. We are here. It is summer. We have been recording a little bit haphazardly, but we wanted to go over some of the big updates that have happened this summer so far and also take advantage of the fact that Kit and Beck are together, united, doing European stuff. Um, how are you guys doing? How Are you guys having a good time?
0: We climbed a mountain today, which was great, though we are exhausted and we're running on deeply different time schedules than our beloved host, Jess. So yeah, we're doing great. I'm feeling
1: fresh. <laughs>
0: exactly. We're doing great, having a great time. I did try to pay someone with a pound bill instead of a euro bill the other day, and then I almost fell into a canal. So I've been having the tourist experience, but it's been lovely.
2: What's your verdict on European stuff? That's
0: a loaded and vague question, as I've only been to... Uh, four different nations at the moment. But I've been loving it. It's fabulous over here. Would love to do it again.
1: Shall we dive in? Kyle Watch.
2: You gotta do your thing, kid. (laughs) Beep, 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 Kyle Watch.
1: All right, kid, can you recap for us? What happened with Kyle Dubas? It was so dramatic.
2: Kyle Dubas has wanted to be a penguin from a very young age. I am of course, referring to Kyle Dubas now being our hockey man, <laughs> president, our president of men, our King Hockey, with Kyle Dubas now being king of all Pittsburgh Penguins. And I imagine him as like, um, you know, the main character in like one of those dating sims, yeah, like your, your point of view character in a dating sim. And he's like meeting all these different penguins now and first like, Kyle, you as Kyle are meeting Sid, and it's like you know you see his little graphic, <laughs> and he's like doing something insane, and he has this little dialogue dialogues, and you have like options of answering and Kyle chose to um romance Sid, I guess, and now we have him forever.
0: There's a little like health bar in the corner, but it's like a heart bar, and as soon as Kyle came up to Sid and asked him what his favorite kind of like washing material was for his jock it like filled up a little bit more and he asked him his opinion on like defense and it filled up a little bit more and then Kyle said I've always wanted to be a goalie and then it hit 100 and said, proposed on the spot
2: that's how you speed run becoming Penn's president I think
1: it's first of all very hilarious that it was so dramatic I listened to many hours of just ambient hockey men talking about it you know <laughs> where you're just like letting it wash over you um it seems like it's very dramatic there's a dramatic breakup with what's his name Brendan Shanahan all very exciting. Good for the narrative, you know. And then, yeah, I also think it's funny that he's not the GM. He's the president, emperor, king of <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins. But he's just not hiring a GM. I think that's a, like a power move to just be like, actually.
0: I admittedly know very little about the Leafs. But from what I do know, it's that he had a contentious relationship with the previous. So he was the GM, right? And he, I think he had a contentious relationship with the president or the hockey ops guy, whoever it was. And I kind of wonder if him, you know, preferring to not have a GM at the moment, which I do think is probably like the move, given that the season is upon us and he was hired to be the guy. But I imagine that part of it is him wanting, in fact, total control over the team right now, because I don't think he was really getting that to the level he wanted in Toronto.
2: Ooh, I like that he waltzed in there and was like... This is not a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. This is—I
1: <laughs> mean—that's how you avoid a coup, right? Like you don't want to get backstabbed by your heir, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: who would
0: throw a coup against Kyle Dubas if anyone would on the Penguins?
1: Because there's no GM, we'll never know. His—he'll his, he'll be able to retain his emperorhood, whatever
2: emperor penguin.
1: Yeah. Okay, so basically, Kyle Dubas had a dramatic falling out with his old friend, lover, president, whatever, in Toronto. He had a late night skate session with Sid at the rink after hours.
2: That's the most salacious thing I've heard in my life. (laughs) When even like the Reddit people were like, oh, they're fucking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't believe they wrote an article about it. Like, now we just know that they had sex, you know? And my favorite theory that I saw on Tumblr, and I wish I could remember who to cite it, was that Sid, as his, like, horrible jock, gives off toxic fumes, and that causes people to hallucinate in his presence, and that's why men fall in love with him immediately.
0: (laughs) Just imagine what 17 years has done to Evgeny Malkin's brain. Is it the
2: toxic fumes, or is it the big brown cow eyes, though? We, we'll never know. Be,
1: so Kyle Dubas is our person in charge. Sounds like he and Sully are in love, really into each other.
0: On a, on a very genuine level, I am really excited that it really seems, and I know this is like a bold thing to predict, given that we have not seen how a season plays out with Kyle Dubas as you know our, our president, but I think it is really interesting and going to be cool to see Kyle and Sully and Sid all working together. Because I really do feel like they have a synergy about them. And I feel like they do, in fact, see the game in similar ways. At least how it's reported, how they see the game and how they connect to the game feels very, I don't know, similar to me. And also, I think it is kind of interesting to think about how Kyle Dubas left hockey because of concussions. And I don't necessarily want to, you know, make Sid's career about his concussions. Or nor do I think that they're gonna like sit down and bond over their concussions over a beer, but I do think it might give Dubis and Sid like an appreciation for each other, given that concussions are what ended Dubis's playing career, and it it feels like they very nearly ended Sid's as well, you know.
1: So what I'm hearing is that they are bond compatible, and um that there's some shared emotional history there. <laughs> I think they might have that beer, and then might have another one, and then who knows where it goes.
0: <laughs> Which is exactly why Evgeny Malkin made a Sid Penguin hat and has been wearing it around Russia for like the last two months.
2: I feel like um, Sid and Sully and Kaldubas have formed a kind of nerd polycule, and I mm-hmm. feel like maybe mm-hmm. we're gonna see some uh, Chris-Gino bonding, because they're like, this is unbearable.
1: It's gonna be beautiful. I am curious about, yeah, so what do we think, how do we think Gino is going to react to this new potential soul bond in the mix?
0: And now he has like the hot GM or the hot hot, hockey president that everyone's been calling hot for his entire career, who is also a year older than Gino, but kind of looks younger. And I wonder if that's going to stress someone out here.
1: I think it's very funny also that everyone says Kyle Dubas is hot because he's just a pretty normal looking guy. He's just got cute little glasses.
2: <laughs> it's, like, it's like the hot teacher. You know? yeah, it's like exactly, the hot exactly. professor. Like it's not the, actually hot. yeah.
1: In the field of hotness, you know, in the grand field of hotness.
0: And we're also so comparing hot. him to like professional athletes who have had their faces busted many a time. So I think it might be not necessarily that he's the epitome of male beauty, but it might be like a big fish in a small pond kind of
2: situation. Is anyone else, anyone who might be listening, is anyone else just slightly smug that we got Kyle Dubas?
1: I'm so smug. Like, we deserved that after last season, you know?
2: (laughs) I'm enjoying it because
0: I feel like... There have been a lot of like hot new upcomers in terms of like hockey fandom, like who's the it boy of the hour. And I feel like Kyle Davis had like his own little fan club of a lot of people who really liked him and really appreciated him and wanted to like defend him against Toronto's media. And now I'm like, hey, come here. Come here. I want to I want to show you something. And this <laughs> something is Sidney Crosby. But I'm like, hey, hey, come here. I want to show you something. Come on. I promise it's cool. He, he likes it. You're going to like it, too. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, the the more Penguins fans there are, the the happier I am. So, you know, like, come on, check it
2: out. I like that we've officially kind of given up on, like, being a team neutral podcast.
0: (laughs) I don't really know that we ever tried to. We tried to say, like, we'll talk about hockey fandom, as if the specific brand of hockey fandom that we're all embroiled in is not the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, like, what you see is what you get, and what you see on our cover is indeed black and yellow, so... I'm not sorry.
2: And also we talked about the Flyers once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That one time. I also think it's very funny to think about. So I'm very glad that we have Kyle. Um, I don't know if he's good, but a lot of hockey men think he's good. So whatever. But I also think it's very funny to think about just the series of events that led to us, uh, both the like Leafs drama, but then also just like to me, it all comes back to Grandland. <laughs> my
2: favorite here's player. The thing. You want to hear my my unhinged theory? Yeah, I do. I don't think we truly understand how much it all comes down to Grandland, because think about it, think about it. The Pens are about to make the playoffs. Then they lose to the Chicago Blackhawks for some godforsaken reason, which means the Chicago Blackhawks get Connor Bedard, the golden child everyone wants. All of it, maybe, because of one... Michael, if that's his name, I don't know, Granlund. Isn't that interesting?
1: He single-handedly, I think, brought down this team, you know, because we could have had a good guy instead. You
0: know, Guys, instead please, please be <laughs> careful, because otherwise you're going to have City Crosby hunting this man down with a knife. So, like, please be careful upon whom you lay the blame, because we already, like, called for Hexdall's head, and I'm afraid... Of what will come next to this man who never wanted to be here.
2: Michael Granlund wishes he could die. He's just
1: got that Samuel Beckett expression on his face, you know, like he did not ask to be here, existence was forced upon him. Um, and also he the other thing is that Hexall's weird fixation on him was what got him fired, which is what opened us up to the possibility of Kyle Dubis. I just think, you know, the dominoes cascading in a row, like I think somebody was a mastermind. I don't think it was Michael Granlund. <laughs> He was the pawn. Maybe it was Sid.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It was Gino. Come on now.
2: Yeah. I think Michael Granlund may be the muse.
0: Okay, but also, can you imagine if an interview would have come out like tomorrow with Michael Granlund and he's just talking about how excited he is to be a penguin and how grateful he is to be here and how he loves the team and thinks Gino is the bee's knees and all we've been doing is sitting here slandering his name. For 20 minutes. Oh no!
1: I genuinely love him. I think I think every team should just have a really bad player who doesn't want to be there, who's ruining everything for everyone else. (laughs) It's kind of
0: the opposite of a Dumo.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) R.I.P. We'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I think he's an important part of this. I mean, I hope we get rid of his contract as soon as possible so we can get some good players, but I'm just so grateful to him, you know. Well,
0: I mean, Kyle Dubas has gotten rid of many con- <laughs> many potential contracts, it is. He's been busy, which is like kind of exciting and refreshing to see after Hextall. and I know Hextall was hired, like no one thought he was going to be like a big splash guy. He was famously like sitting on everything and not doing much. So I'm not shocked that that's what he did with the Penguins. But it also has been jarring to watch like a deluge of trades and signings happen within like a week or two. And I am fully at the point where I kind of no longer know who is on our team, which isn't uncommon during the offseason. But I also think we have like six goalies right now, and I'm not sure what the game plan is for that. So I'm very curious to see where that goes. And also we need to discuss our hellos and our farewells when it comes to the guys on our team.
2: So hello to about 15 goalies I've never heard of. I like that we're goalie maxing for some reason. I have this delusion that it means we're getting rid of the Smith, but I have that delusion every year and I choose to stick with it.
0: Can I give a eulogy for Jason Zucker? Oh. He was the best of the year and he will always be the best of the year and he will be dearly missed. We will never forget his enchanting cries of suck his cock. We will never forget his loud bangings of tables and chairs and seats and other men and we will forever miss the way that he looked at Evgeny Malkin and the way Evgeny Malkin looked back at him. Farewell, brave night, sleep well.
2: Can we put violins under that? <laughs> or like bugles? <laughs> Bagpipes? <laughs> oh Danny boy.
0: <laughs> he's not dead but he's in Arizona so he might as well be you know. <laughs> same he's thing, Yeah.
1: I will also miss how he was always just broken and still playing, you know, like how they'd show him and he'd be like halfway down the tunnel, like leaning over, looking like something had gone terribly wrong
2: inside of him. Honestly, my absolute favorite thing about Jason Zucker was seeing the pens play in person for the first time. And It was just so obvious that Jason Zucker was having the time of his life. He was having more fun than anyone else on that ice. He basically skated around like if you gave a five-year-old a giant Coke and then let them roam free on a playground. He was just, he, he had so much energy. He was pranking people. He was zooming around and it was so delightful to watch and I will miss him very much.
0: I also think we need to mention the Zucker, Malkin, mm-hmm. Crosby RIP. polycule yeah. warm-up situation that Ooh. was
1: happening. Yeah, you know, Sid doesn't let people in very often like that. You know? No. <laughs> that is a closed marriage. <laughs> exactly.
0: And yet before every single game in the warm-up, Sid would pass a puck back to Gino would pass it back to to Jason and they would have their own little like giggle moment where they'd be doing something stupid and laughing at each other and then it would go back to Sid and I would just watch them like, Okay, okay, Jason. You are seen, you are acknowledged, congrats on breaking into the you know, the marriage of all time.
2: And then you leave?
0: You leave us? Well, he didn't really wanna leave, I suppose, but he wanted money and Kyle Dubas said no, which is a tragedy.
1: Yeah, that one hurts. And Arizona hurts too. But I since it's only for one year, I just hope and pray that he finds a better home (laughs) long term.
0: A better home
1: like (laughs) Seattle? Yeah, like for instance, Seattle, which reminds me of another terrible loss (laughs) that has left me gutted this offseason. Well, I'm not going to do a whole eulogy for Dumo. He is my baby girl. He is the sweetest boy. I just It's very hard for me to see him go, (laughs) especially because Chris showed up at the like, I feel like Chris was totally uninvolved the whole year in the re-signed Dumo campaign and then showed up at the end to be like, oh, uh, that guy, can I keep him? And they were like, no, (laughs) no, you can't. But it was nice of them to send him to Seattle. And by them, I mean, it was nice of Dumo to sign in Seattle so then I can keep a close eye on him. I did buy a jersey. I did buy a discounted jersey because my um, my Gino jersey is completely cursed (laughs) I cannot wear it ever anywhere so that was tough that was tough but you know we did get one beloved old family dog to stay and sometimes you just have to put the other one down humanely
2: (laughs) by sending them to Seattle (laughs) you know what's gonna be fun now we have an entire season to find out who is gonna be the next whipping boy and I'm excited who's gonna be the next person that is at fault for everything who are you betting? I'm, I'm taking bets. Who's the next whipping boy?
1: Well, I definitely think if Jeff Petrie doesn't get dumped in the Carlson trade, I think the press is already gearing up to be like, he's slow. He's <laughs> he's
0: bad. You um, know? Well, Jeff Carter has already taken a lot of heat.
1: But Jeff Carter feels like he has totally accepted it. He feels like now he's playing for us for spite reasons.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like basically kind of unfireable. So what if we truly get a
0: Mark Friedman heel turn and for some reason... Mark becomes the most hated man in Pittsburgh, and he would love it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He would love that. He would
1: be fighting
2: fans, like, in the stands. A bitch will thrive. (laughs) A bitch will thrive in any environment, and that's a Class A bitch. He'll just use it as fuel. So I can't, I mean,
1: I hope that happens, because imagine how powerful he'll become.
0: And then we trade him back to the Flyers, and because they hate him, they all (laughs) have (laughs) to in the locker room.
1: (laughs) So I think Carter, he is unfazed, you know? Now he's used to being bad. He's settled into spiteful badness. I think Mark Friedman would only become more powerful. Jeff Petrie, I the, he's kind of my bet, but I don't even know anything about him. Like, if you showed me a picture of his face, I would be like, who is this man? I don't know
2: him. I don't know him from Adam. I just remember we got, like, some more guys last year that I still can't really picture. But there are some other guys we got. There's, a, there's that one guy who's, like, the anti-vax dude. oh i think he's gone now josh he's gone why do i think he's in tampa
1: i don't know if that's true or not are we fans of this team the jury's still (laughs) out (laughs) we know the important guys and some random side characters i think sid's the one that they brought to be like sid's old pal he left nick menino Oh, he left somewhere else. Yeah, because he was only a rental, I think. And we broke him on day one. Yeah, we immediately broke him. I think that Gino was trying to take out the Russian, and he accidentally took out the other
2: guy. You know? <laughs> he took out his old teammate. Maybe there was bad blood. I have, I have an idea for um, a long-suffering player or the root of all evil, depending on how you see it. What about that? He was, he was on and he is William Nylander's brother. Or oh, cousin
1: yeah. Alex
2: Nylander? Yeah, we have our own Neal. We have our own Nealander. Maybe he could come up and become the whipping boy. You know, I heard some uh, whispering that he might be coming up, and I feel like there's a there's a certain you know there's a certain prestige to the name Nylander that lends itself to becoming the new whipping boy. Well, it's also just the leafification
0: of the Penguins. They get a Nealander. We want one too. So like we need a Matthews next, and then we need mitch marner but like we don't need a mitch marner we need the mitch Mitch marner Marner. (laughs) because who else is going to salivate over Sid like that we really need to bring that energy back i know that Sid is old and beloved by all but he really brings kind of like a rabbi youthful horniness to it that i think we need to see a bit more of
2: we're gonna be like can we please 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 get mitch marner and kyle Dubas is gonna be like we have mitch marner at home and then it's literally king princess (laughs) (laughs) well i wouldn't complain
1: Okay, so we have, yeah. Oh, and then I think Granlund is the other option for being hated. But he, like Jeff Carter, I think it just rolls off him because he, but not for spite reasons, just because he didn't ask to be born, you know? So it's like, it's all the same. <laughs> it's all just noise. And now
0: I would like to finish this section by talking about Orion Graves, the vampire boy of my heart, which I'm, I I know nothing about him except that he looks like a distressed Victorian woman in a nightgown. And I'm very interested in that. And I'm especially interested to see that next to Christopher Letang. And also, he's one of Sid's Nova Scotia buddies, which I did not know until we acquired him. So I'm like, tell me more. I want to know everything about him. I want to see him bond with Chris. I want to see him be the panther to Chris's cheetah, which is not going to do the same as Dumo's, you know. So it's going to be a different vibe, but I'm very excited to see where it goes. And I really hope he's very good.
2: Here's Okay, here's what I know about Ryan Graves or Gravy. That's fact one. Gravy. I have been sort of following him. I was following him on the abs, and then I kind of lost a little bit of interest when he went to the devils. Here's what I remember. He is very, very tall. He is ginormously tall, which means I hope we get to see him next to Gino. We'll never see him next to Gino for that reason, I think. That's my prediction for the season. (laughs) Beautiful hair. Beautiful hair on that boy. I wish he'd grow it out again. He has, if I remember correctly, he has a pretty deep, strong, mumbly Nova Scotian accent. It's it's mm. strong on him, which makes me hope that, you know, maybe he's gonna bring influence. Sid's. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. gonna bring that out in Sid. I think he also knows all his teammates' astrological signs, which is just delightful. I thought you were gonna say he knows all his letters. You know, no. <laughs> which I think is also true. Oh no no true. no, probably
1: not. But he is an astrology girlie. He does know all his letters because he was
0: photographed reading a Colson Whitehead novel during the COVID bubble. Was he photographed reading it or just holding it, though? Because that oh, has fooled me before. <laughs> I see. So he's just doing it for the name.
1: Okay. The clout. Yeah. It's going to bring up a lot of clout in hockey circles.
2: <laughs> I like comparing that to TK in the bubble, who was literally like, what the hell are those? Like,
1: <laughs> just a Yeah, bookcase. distress and disgust on his face. <laughs>
2: So he is um, potentially an undead Nova Scotian vampire intellectual intellectual I mean I feel like I feel like over the last 2000 years he just like kind of learned how to read a book okay all right So Christopher
0: Letang werewolf Ryan Graves vampire 100k rated at <laughs> e, right
2: yeah okay good And let me put this on the table what if we add a pirate. In comes Eric Carlson. Oh, seamless transition.
1: <laughs> well, everything about this is so funny to me. I love that he has just taken his sweet time. He is considering the various offers of marriage, you know. <laughs> Many men have come to him offering a bride price and he has said, I will think about it. I will get back to you. <laughs> Preventing everyone from going on their summer vacation because they're waiting for him to get back to them.
0: And I think that's really nice. Consider this a signed and kissed thank you to the Penguins for beating him in double overtime in Game 7 back in 2017. That's what I think this is. I think he's angry at being made to play two extra overtime periods only to lose to watch us win the Stanley Cup. So I think he's like, you made me do that. You're going to sit in the hot seat for roughly two months.
1: I mean, that's the kind of bitchy behavior that I think will fit right in with our decor. I loved, like, Rossi's article. We don't actually have to do a dramatic reading of it, but I encourage everyone at home who has an (laughs) an athletic subscription to do a dramatic reading of it for their own purposes. But I just thought the graphic was especially hilarious where they are like, Crosby and Letang have officially endorsed signing
2: Carlson. (laughs)
1: It's like we went to the two alphas of the team and we asked them, what do you think?
2: (laughs) I like that they were like, okay, so our... theme for the decor is moody long-haired brunettes okay yeah 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 we see that We see <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah.
0: well they're angry they've seen like the flyers did the whole orange-haired guy thing for a while and then the abs went full blonde scandinavian for a hot minute and the pens were like what do we have we have sid's beautiful brown eyes can we work off of that and they're like yes
1: i think it's a great look for our decor i think he would fit right in very beautiful um i also i've gathered some facts about him can i share some of them because I didn't know anything about him. But, um, well, Swedish? Yes. Is that the first fact? I didn't actually double check that one. I just wrote it down confidently. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> ask Ricard Raquel. He can answer that for you.
1: Oh my gosh. I forgot about, I forgot Raquel was on our team. What a sweet boy. And he's been wearing his Gino hat all summer, which I think is very cute. <laughs> he's a fanboy. Well, okay. So we all know the basics. So we think he's Swedish. Uh, he loves fashion. Sometimes in press conferences, he wears these cute little round glasses that are kind of like Kyle Dubas's, but like a little less like hot teacher, a little more hot guy. You know, just in general. Um, his wife is a brunette, which Kit pointed out uh, recently. So you know, he's a deviant, but we we can accept him <laughs> into our team. He is beautiful, but I think he's he's got the Taylor Swift like boyish look that I like in a man kind of look, you know, like if you see him without his beard, he has kind of child face, but handsome, handsome. He has had long hair. I don't think he has long hair right now, but I can't I can't attest to that. Um and it looks like he washes it regularly, which is good. Very cute mannerisms. There's lots of good gifts out there. I like his face. And then somebody on Tumblr recommended that I watch the video after that double overtime loss where he and Sid go through the handshake line. And it kind of looks like they're going to kiss, which I think all hands, like the best handshake lines look like they're about to kiss, you know, (laughs) and then it's mic'd up and Sid's like, unreal job, man. Best of the best, best of the best, which is so cute. And then Eric hugs him and is like, I hope
2: you're healthy, man. Go get another one. So, okay. This is going to be completely useless for audio, but I just want to show you this gift set because to me, it's still like, I'm like, what the hell do you want me to send you? Yeah. I want to gaze upon it. No, this is crucial. Yeah. It makes me feel insane. I put it in the Discord.
1: Oh, oh. I feel a little insane too. <laughs> wow, he he is his own wag, you know? He's he's beautiful. <laughs> Be your own wag. <laughs> he's so buff, and he's tattooed too. He's got a
0: sleeve, just like Chris. Chris is he Chris's, like mirror image. He's
1: like he's got kinder eyes than Chris. You know, not that Chris's eyes are unkind, but you know, he's like more, Chris. He like, like I'm afraid Chris of. Chris is more bitch,
2: <laughs> yeah. and he's yeah. more like jester, which also makes me uh, think of the other thing I know about him, which is this delightful quote from when he won Olympics silver for Sweden. you are correct and he was asked what that silver medal means to him and his answer was you will see when i put it out on ebay
1: (laughs) wow i mean i think i love him oh and then the best the best fact is that he got a tumblr while going through a divorce in 2013 and was extremely online for a while (laughs) just shit posting on tumblr (laughs) I'm afraid that he'll find he knows how to navigate Tumblr. That's alarming. But
2: I'm I'm afraid that we want him too much and he's gonna get yoinked.
1: But I will tell you, okay. So the one bad thing that I found about him, so this might comfort us when we don't get him, is that he does use snuff, like spitting tobacco, but dry. What like some Swishman sort of old timey pirate? <laughs> yeah. Like
0: I remember, I I don't think it was like a call-out post, but this is like peak Tumblr fandom, and I remember someone was really upset about Nicholas Backstrom using snus or snuff or whatever they call it and everyone was like, "Dude, have you ever met a Swedish man around the age of like 25 to 35 because they all do it." So, I believe that is unfortunately a mark of his nationality and little more.
1: Well, if it's part of his cultural heritage, I guess I can accept it.
2: <laughs> I also have to um I have to very tenuously say as someone grew up in the countryside i did a bunch of snuff as a teen because that's it's country that's country living okay like you can't avoid it
0: this is a european thing i don't know if us americans can be so judgmental over smoking because that's like bordering on cultural insensitivity towards young people in europe <laughs> if i've experienced anything in europe it's like mild disgust at the amount of, like i'm already pissed off at the amount of vaping i have to deal with at concerts now where people are just blowing like cherry flavored smoke into your face but now i'm like now it's real smoke dude come on and it's like
1: anyone under the age of like
0: no not under the age it's universal so maybe cut this out i'm gonna get angry and on <laughs>
1: the europeans will come out in force <laughs> Well, this has opened my eyes. Now I see that using snuff is actually not an old-timey pirate thing, but it's just a normal part of growing
2: up European in the countryside. (laughs) Specifically for Eric Carlson, it is a pirate thing. Okay, okay, yeah.
0: Well, he wore the hat, right? So, like, he's the pirate. And Sid has also worn a hat, so that means we also need 100K pirate versus pirate said carlson oh, yeah. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but sid fears yeah. the
1: sea you know but does he does he fear it does he love it you know it's hard to say
0: that's going to be the uh main plot line throughout the story yes. okay okay
1: yeah sid's evolving relationship to the sea and his homosexuality <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a hemingway novel <laughs> um i i do very much like that thing we might have going on in the future with our decor chris gravy Eric Carlson, tell me more. <laughs> we're gonna be the hottest decor in the
0: world. It's gonna be excellent. I'm excited for it.
1: It's very beautiful. And then it's also like I think what last season taught me is a team does not have to be good. you know, They just have to have a lot of interesting guys on there <laughs> who are doing interesting things and who like each other, you know. so I'm I'm excited to see how that evolves.
0: And I also feel like we're starting to collect a lot of like a lot of like really interesting like mainstay pieces in a way Mm -hmm. like a lot of these guys could be forces on their own like we've kind of been pulling weight with like Sid and Gino and Chris exclusively for a while and like you know Dumo had his little moment online but now we have potentially are going to include Carlson who is like a force unto himself and then we've got Gravy who has attracted attention before and I'm just very curious like wow we're bringing in a lot of strong personalities where is
1: this going to go I think it's going to go to great Vic, you know, great head cannons.
2: I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> I hope so. I'm right now just looking up how many games he's played because I'm interested if if he's over 1k or under 1k. Oh, like we might get a
0: He's 920. 920. Which means oh. if if he plays with the Penguins and if he plays all the games, all of them. Like he needs all of them less it be like the last one of the season because we have 82
2: I love when someone has like a 1k celebration on a new team and it's like, we love our guy, who's our guy who who we had for 1000 games. He's the best. Well,
0: if you want to take a dark turn, imagine that happening with Gino on a different team.
1: No, I don't want to take a dark turn. It hurts my heart.
0: <laughs> like imagine the New York I only Rangers want to take light
1: turns. <laughs> holding a
0: happy 1000 game oh, of Kenny Malkin And then you get a voice message from Sid. Cuz it can't be a video cuz he'd be crying. Oh my god. About him saying, "I love playing with you, man. Sorry to see you in white, blue and red." <laughs> and then it fades to black.
2: Oh. And you just hear like agonized screaming. <laughs> and vomiting. And- <laughs> And like animals screeching, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> like what's <laughs> happening? You're like, <laughs> help scream. Her yeah, you're like, a, you hear a, a saw yeah. buzzing.
0: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, we're legally obligated to bring up contract date once per episode, so it must be done. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay, the one last thing I would like to discuss, but we can decide if we want to include it in the episode or not, but um, I think that the drama between um, DK, sports, or whatever, and the athletic beat writers was one of my favorite experiences of the offseason. So to recap, if anyone missed this, Yohi and Rossi published this very long exposé about the final days of Hextall's reign of terror.
0: (laughs) And it had many interesting quotes from Sid and Gino themselves, apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah. Text of text messages. Like somebody was just like include this in your little story you know somebody we don't know who gave them a lot of information and then with typical I mean this feels like more like the Rossi side but with typical flair you know they evoked a scene like that scene at dinner where Teddy Bluger was traded and then he left the restaurant in tears supported by his dad barely able to walk racked by grief and then Sid goes that's not how we do
2: things in Pittsburgh no i think it's vital that he was silent for the rest of the dinner and then he goes oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> not how we do things in Pittsburgh
1: so, um, so very dramatic. Um, the I would also just like to highlight that the content about Gino and Contract Gate, if we may return to Contract Gate, was some of my favorite backstage content that we've received, <laughs> where Sid, Sully, and Chris spent hours on the phone with him just telling him about good times he'd had with the pins, <laughs> reminding him how strong and dominant he was and how much they liked him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are we sure that Rossi is writing these articles and Evgeny Malkin is not writing these articles?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, Kit, was it you who were saying, like, he just had different, just imagining him with, like, three different phones on the couch in front of him, and yeah. he just picks up a new one every time he needs, like, <laughs> and, and on all of them, Sid, Sully, and Chris are just maintaining, like, a constant monologue of, like, how how great Gino is, how hot he looks, how thick his hair is, you know? <laughs> That was great. That was great. So, so all of this, con- we received all of this content. The article is just so beautiful. Um, and then it turns out that it was all fake, <laughs> maybe all made up. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, but Taylor, um, Taylor for DK Sports, like published. Uh, I'm always afraid to mispronounce her last name. Hossie, Haas. Taylor Haas published a thing, being like, "Oh yeah, that wasn't real. I called Teddy Bluger, and this is what actually happened." Ha ha. <laughs> And then drama between the beat reporters. And then the funniest thing is I don't think Yohi and Rossi ever acknowledged it. Like they just went on without like kept linking to the article, like kept citing it as fact. And I just think that's
2: very funny. And you know what? I choose to believe them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I like the semi-plausible explanation that Evgeny Morgan is in fact repeatedly lying to his official biographer (laughs) (laughs) on a regular basis. (laughs) and that this is the natural
2: outcome of that decision i cannot wait for that biography it's gonna be like once once Yevgeny malkin returned from mount everest for the fourth time he thought why not be a pittsburgh penguin Oh my God, just the drama. Yeah, that biography is just going
1: to be Gino re narrating his history like a bunch of times. And then Rossi would be like, Oh, but you said you. And Gino's like, No, no, this is what
2: really happened. And it's going to win like a bunch of like auto fiction awards. And it's going to be like the next big thing. And literary critics are going to love it.
0: And then Taylor Hasse is going to come by and say, Hey, so none of that was true.
1: <laughs> She's going to be like, By the way, Gino, we love you. This is all made up. <laughs> exactly. exactly
2: it's gonna feature so much like and then Sid threw himself into my arms and he was sobbing and and I tried to comfort him but he was like oh Gino my beloved (laughs) just imagine how Gino via
0: Rossi in this alternate universe would narrate him losing in Sochi and Sid coming to comfort him can you picture (laughs) the heartrending scene that would occur
1: I also just love it because, like, so we know that Gino never wants to talk to the media, you know, and he's always trying to get Sid to come over and tell the story instead so he can just, like, get out of here. But then I think it's funny that with Rossi, it's, like, the one person he's, like, he's got on speed dial so he can, like, tell a long, long story. You know? I wonder if Rossi is just on call 24 hours a day, like, anytime Gino is, like, hey, I got something for the book, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to go reread that article. And now and now I feel like I reread all I like read all the Rossi articles through that lens where I'm like, anytime Gino is quoted saying something, I'm like, okay, so there's a like, 40% chance this actually happened. <laughs> there's a 60% chance that Gino was thinking about it a lot or like 100% chance that he was thinking about it a lot and felt aggrieved and decided to pick up the phone and call his therapist about it. <laughs>
0: And I think we should all be clear here that we're all very in support of Gino lying to the media
1: repeatedly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gino should never tell a truth to the media. (laughs) Only half-truths at best, you know, or at worst, depending on your perspective.
0: On a more serious note, so we all know how Root Sports, you know, the channel or whatever the Penguins are on, is going away soon. Because, yeah, like, a bunch of networks are, like, losing their licensing or whatever, and there is a chance, however small, that in whatever new solution the Penguins come up, come up with to broadcast their games, they might not want those same hosts.
1: No. 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 Why are you always taking us in, into dark turns, into dark places? First uh-huh. you said Gina was a ranger, and then you said Bob and Mercy might not be our, our announcers. All right. Well, we will be back at some time to be determined. Um, enjoy the rest of your time in germany uh well kit you enjoy it forever beck you enjoy it forever.
0: <laughs> did you just condemn kit to a lifetime of germanness
2: forever
0: <laughs> not that germany is bad i love it here however that is a strict sentence
1: kit enjoy germany for as long as you choose to stay there and whenever you choose to return <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> All right and and we have been Goodwood Pod. Yeah. Happy summer, happy off season everybody. Um some number of days until hockey. Woo! Happy Woo.
2: off season. <laughs>
1: If you'd like to react to the episode or write in with questions or topics for us to discuss, you can reach us at goodwoodpod on Tumblr or goodwoodpod at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.